Hello and welcome to the Raw podcast brought to you by the Sunderland Echo. My name is Joe Nicholson and we're going to be previewing Sunderland's championship match against Ipswich at Portman Road. So joining me to tell us all about the Tractor Boys, we have Ross Halls from the East Anglian Daily Times. Ross, what's the mood like in Ipswich heading into this game? You know, it's the general transfer window, so, um, you know, there's, there's always that that excitement. Um, obviously, we need a striker, um, but it's, you know, no win in the last five games. We won in the FA Cup, which is always good um, to progress. Um, but I think it's still a lot of positives because, mm-hmm. you know, where we are at the moment, our position-wise. But, um, yeah, looking forward to this game at Portland Road, under lights, because it's going to be dark, because it's, you know, it's dark early these days, of course, in the winter period. But, yeah, looking forward to this one, mate. Mm-hmm. When you mentioned there, Ipswich haven't won in their last five league games. They did win in the FA Cup against Wimbledon last weekend, but it's been a pretty remarkable season from the outside looking in, still up there in second in the table and, and competing for that automatic promotion spot. But have performances dropped off in, in recent weeks with no win in five league games? Just looking at some of the teams, played Leeds, played Leicester, had the derby against Norwich, but have performances dropped off or has it just been a case of some tough games in there? I think it's a bit of both, really. I think there has been, yeah, some tough games. It all started from the Norwich game, you know, the, the mm. derby. We haven't played them for for a long while. And, um, you know, they celebrated a draw like they've, you know, won the league, you know. Um, and then after that, yeah, the Leeds game was not great, you know, losing 4-0 um, at Ellen Roads. And from there, really, we, we played really well against Leicester on Boxing Day, which was a 1-1 draw. Of course, Leicester are doing what they're doing. Um, and then QPR was a disappointing end of 2023, really. A really disappointing game. A goalless draw against them. Then we played Stoke on New Year's Day. That was a frustrating goalless draw as well. They had a man sent off in like the 60th minute. And it's always hard to play against a team with 10 men who are just going to be behind the ball and they're not really going to attack. So that was a, a frustrating 0-0 draw. Um, I'll say maybe some of the performances maybe have dropped off a little bit. But we have had, had injuries. Of course, All every team have injuries, of course. Mm. But... I think that's another big thing, though. You know, Leif Davis has been out injured, our best one of our best players. George Hurst got uh, a bad injury against Leicester. Um, but from the Leeds game, it was more like, OK, we need to now get going to the second half of the season. You know, it's going to get tougher and tougher. Um, of course, teams wanting those points. But this is always going to happen. We're currently in this mini blip, as you would say. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, you know, big, big month. I've got, you know, you guys, then we've got Leicester as mm-hmm. well to end the month. So it's, yeah, it's big games coming up. Mm-hmm. When we last spoke to you, it was before the first game of the season when Sunderland played Ipswich at the stadium. Like Ipswich won that game 2-1 and we were kind of discussing what are Ipswich's expectations for the season. Sunderland the season before knew what it was about coming up from League One as a newly promoted side. And you were saying probably about 10th maybe. And I'm assuming that this season, McKenna and Ipswich have exceeded all expectations. So just how impressive is the job that he's done there this season? You know, we, he really done a great job, you know, in League One, first of all, you know, mm. from changing the whole, you know, team in terms of how they play, um, you know, breaking records with clean sheets and winning runs. And then, yeah, opening day of the season at Stadium Alight, to get that result against you guys, you know, was the start of you know, that unbelievable start to the season. Um, you know, players was able to step up because that was always the big question: Can our players step up to championship? Yeah. Or some of them actually drop down to League One. But there's a few who who have had opportunities, like Nathan Broadhead and, and George Hurst, who have played in the championship before but didn't really make it. Um, and this season, they've been able to step up and, and play well. Um, but yeah, a lot of pundits was predicting us to do well. 
Um, I was very much sort of like, I'm going to calm down. You know, I'll be happy, as you mentioned. I'll be happy with 10th. That's a good start. First season back in the championship. But, mate, it's been unbelievable. You know, has a lot of town fans are just still like, just wiping their eyes like, we're second in the league. We're top at one stage. Um, but yeah, it's just been a roller coaster of emotions. Um, obviously, there's been a few moments where we've gone, okay, we know the championship can be tough. We, you know, we lost against West Brom at the Hawthorns 2 0 um, back in October. Um, and then obviously the Leeds game, we've, we've, we haven't beat Leeds in both outings um, against them at Portland at Port Road, Ellen Road. But, um, but yeah, I think town fans are just enjoying it because, you know, you have to enjoy it when you're in this position. Mm. You have, of course, now got you got Southampton now breathing down your neck, just three points behind Ipswich, Leeds six points, I think, behind Ipswich, um, maybe even a point, maybe even seven. Um, but two sides that were, were very well fancied at the start of the season just come down from the Premier League. So, what's the kind of expectation now with Ipswich? Are fans thinking we can get in the top two, or would they kind of think it's going to be the playoffs? There's one stage where we were like, because we were 10 points away from, from yeah. Leeds and Southampton. And unfortunately, the this festive blip, as we say, um, is now, as, as you said, it's now three points to Southampton. So we are, you know, looking behind us going, oh God, they are now chasing us now. Um, obviously, we got a fantastic win at Southampton uh, back in September, um, which is a you know great 1-0 win. And that was sort of another, you know, start of like, hmm, maybe we could stay in this top six and maybe top yeah. two is possible. Because we all know Leicester... They're gone now. We're just going, we're going, enjoy that, you know, enjoy the league title. But now it's, yeah, Southampton, they've got a good good manager in Russell Martin. They've got some good players. I'm sure they'll strengthen in, in Jan. Um, I think, I think town fans want top six now because we're at the position we're in. Um, if we can get that automatic spot, happy days. If we don't, it'd be disappointing, but... You know, that's our first season back in the championship. You know, you guys did it last season, you know, first yeah. season back. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. There's a lot of games to play and um, we just can't drop points now. Mm-hmm. Looking at the league table and the, and the goals scored, Ipswich second for goals scored with 48 goals this season in 26 games. Only Leicester have scored more. So clearly quite an attacking style that they go with. They'll be at home against Sunderland on Saturday. So, how do you see them approaching that game? Uh, especially at Portland Road, there's a lot of goals scored yeah. at Portland Road. I've got a stat up here: 33 goals scored, 20 conceded, um, a lot of uh, big score lines. You know, uh, a 3-2 win over Cardiff, a 4-3 win over Blackburn, a 3-0 mm-hmm. win over Hull, 4-2 win over Preston. Uh, the Leeds game we lost. The only game we've lost at home in the league this year was that 4-3 defeat at Leeds, which was just a, a mental game. Uh, mm. We were 3-0 down and then, you know, we got back and then, they, of course, they won in the end 4-3. But um, I just just stand in McKenna football, attack, attack, attack. Um, obviously, we've got a few injuries. We've got a few players out. Sam Morsey, I'm sure we'll get onto shortly. He's going to be missing. Um, but I think we'll just play our normal football um, because that's what we want to do at Port Row. McKenna likes to entertain the fans. It's going to be a packed out crowd. I'm sure you're going to bring your away fans. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be... Exciting game of football and um, yeah, get ready for some goals. Or as standard, we always say that oh, it's going to be a goalless draw, but no, I think there'll be goals. Mm-hmm. When you mentioned Sam Morsey there and, and you said that there'll be a few players injured, you mentioned George Hurst earlier. He's out with a with a hamstring injury. I was also reading Cameron Burgess, your centre-back. He's away at the, the Asian Cup. So who will be missing and just how important will those players be? Yeah, that's always the big thing with this now with AFCON and Asian mm-hmm. Cup. 
there was Sam Morsey was a potential one for Egypt, um, but then he you know decided that he didn't want to go. Then he got that ten man uh, or ten ten yellow card booking mm. to to miss two games at the, in, at the Stoke game, and you think, oh no, you don't want him to miss Sunderland and Leicester. Um, and of course, he's our captain. He's the man who sort of leads by example. He's one of our best best players in that middle of the park. Um, and when it when he has been missing, he missed the QPR game, which is a goalless draw, which is a frustrating game. And he also missed the Huddersfield game, and um, we drew that game as well. And you just you just see how much how important he is to our team. Um, and you know, to lose your captain, any team to lose their captain mm-hmm. is big, isn't it? So um, he's definitely going to be a big loss. Karen Burgess, who has been unbelievable, um, for it was one stage where his career was sort of done at town because he had a bad performance against Barrow in the FA Cup a few years back. And since McKenna's come in, he has just transformed him to become a regular championship centre-half, now plays for his country, now playing the Asian Cup with Australia. Um, so he's going to be another big miss. Um, then George Hurst, you know, the man who scored at Stadium of Light mm-hmm. to, to make it 2-0. Um, I feel so sorry for him. For him to... Do that hamstring against Leicester, the team he, you know, signed from, yeah. and he's once again another big part of how we play. He holds up the ball well, and he links up play. You know, he's not that twenty goal, thirty goal season striker. He's that one who's going to link up six goals, six assists this year. So he's going to be a big loss. Uh, and Leif Davis, he's been out since the Leicester game with a calf strain. We'll find out with Kieran McKenna's press conference and if he could be back for this one. But I don't know. It's a car strain is always interesting. But he's another big player. I'm sure a lot of your mm. viewers will know Leif Davis with his assists, mm. and he's another big important player of this team. So some big losses, but we've brought in some new signings. Um, but yeah, that, that they're the big ones missing for this game. Mm-hmm. You mentioned him earlier in the podcast. Nathan Broadhead is a player that Sunderland fans will know well. Played a big part in Sunderland's promotion from League One and. Sunderland fans may think he's the one that kind of got away when they were trying to re-sign him the summer after they got promoted. So just how has he done at Ipswich? Uh, I think he's on eight goals, eight league goals this season for town. So just tell us kind of how he's done at Portman Road. Yeah, he's one of my he's one of my favourite players to watch. because mm. um, yeah, you always like attacking players, don't you? And um obviously he signed last January, he's been with the club now for a year, and that window was one of the big reasons why we got promoted because we did bring Nathan Broadhead in, George Hurst, um, Massimo Luongo, um, Harry Clark as well. But yeah, Nathan has done fantastic, you know, from he, he struggled at Wigan. He went on loan to Wigan, didn't he, um, in the championship and sort of struggled to get into the team. But he's come here and in the championship, he's scored goals. He's been a a main reason for why we're doing well as well. Um, of course, the whole squad of, you know, there is a team, there's a team really. It's a, a t- t- everyone plays well and that's how we, we win games. But yeah, Nathan Broadhead scored the goals. He, he can be a frustrated figure at sometimes, you know, against Norwich, he had a few chances. There's a moment where he's going to score the, the best derby goal ever, where he just took on like five players and he missed probably, that was the easiest part of the move, is just to slot it home, but he missed, unfortunately. Um, but he has stepped up to the championship really well and I'm sure he's going to be up to this one. Of course, he scored at a stadium alight. He did a bit of a calm celebration. He didn't go mental, did he? I think he respected yeah. Sunderland. Um, it took a deflection, didn't it? Yeah. It did as well. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I think last time Sunderland played at Porton Road, he scored, didn't he? Four Sunderland. Yeah. So um, I'm sure he'll be up for this one. But um, but yeah, he's really stepped up and um, he's a class player. Mm-hmm. 
how do Ipswich kind of line up in terms of formation, just looking at their previous matches? It looks like a 4-2-3-1, but I remember you saying last time from when they were in League One, it's quite fluid and can, can change quite easily. Yeah, do you know what? This is something we've been talking about on, on our podcast. Um, and we've been looking, maybe it's, we kind of switch into his back three. So he had a, a really good back three um, in League One. And now because of our injuries, and with Cameron Burgess is out as well with, with the Asian Cup, I think we're thinking maybe the game against Wimbledon was more of a back three with Axel Twanzebe coming in because Axel Twanzebe is more a centre-half, but he has played at right back. So it's really much up in the air at the moment because as we've got players out injured, players playing out of position because um, really we haven't got many full-backs right now because Harry Clark's yeah. still very much touch and go for this game. Brandon Williams as well. Um, Leif Davis, as we, we mentioned. We played Cameron Humphreys at left-back recently or left-wing-back, whatever you want to call it. Um, who's one of our academy players. So really going into this game, we're thinking, is, are we switching to a back three now? But as you said, it is very fluid. 4-2-3-1 uh, has been our formation this season. But because of the injuries, we're having to just sort of change things up. So we'll, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a few of the key players as well. As we've mentioned Broadhead, we've mentioned Morsi's going to to miss the game. Hurst as well. Um, I remember you mentioned last time, Connor Chaplin is a player that, that has really impressed for town. So who are sort of the other key players that Sunderland will have to watch out for and, and be aware of on Saturday? Yeah, Colin Chaplin's always the one to, to look out for. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really stepped up. He's currently in his purple patch. So he has purple patches of scoring because um, he hasn't scored, I think, six games now since he last scored. He scored against okay. Borough, which was a great win away from home against Munoz Borough. Um, but he is one always to look out for. Then he's our goalie, uh, Vaz, Vaz mm. um, Halanki. I can never say his name properly. I'm so sorry about that. Um, but he played against um, you guys at Stanley Malight, uh, yeah. which was his first ever game in the championship. And because Christian Walton got injured and he has been unbelievable. You know, I think a lot of people were a bit worried actually. It was like, oh, he's never yeah. really played too much football, but he's gone on to do so well. Um, I think he's just so calm on the ball. Because um, obviously you want a goalkeeper who can play from the back and he's yeah. been able to do that you know, fantastically. He's got a few assists this year as well from, from a goalie, which is great. Um, so, yeah, he's he's definitely one to look out for in terms of keeping the ball out of the net. But um, obviously, we have conceded a lot of goals at home, but it's, it's not always about his, his fault. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, there's so many different players you can look out for. Massimo Luongo has is, is been another big player in his team, you know, from signing last January, um, from basically not playing for Middlesbrough, comes to us, has to get fully fit and then part of that team who got promoted and then this year he's been able to step up to the championship obviously he's not going to be with Sam Morsey's partner so there's that big question of Lewis Travis who signed from Blackburn on loan will he start or will he play Jack Taylor who signed from Peterborough and he's done well as well um, obviously there's Wes Burns as well I'm, I'm name checking everyone here Jay I'm just yeah. naming all the guys but uh, Wes Burns well. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah Wes Burns is now a player to look out for um, he's our ponytailed man um, very quick on the wing uh, scored, I don't know, you guys probably have seen his goal. He scored yeah. against Coventry, which is unbelievable. Um, but he's another just a quick winger who um, has got, got a few goals and assists this year. But um, yeah, there's, there's danger men in all areas, but we have got those big injuries. And uh, that's why I'm a bit like, oh, hopefully mm. we can get a striker. Because that, like, that's another thing. We don't know who's going to play up front. Broadhead yeah. potentially can play up front. Because, the middle. Mm. So it'd be interesting. Mm. Well, Ipswich, just looking, they have acted quite quickly in the January transfer window. You mentioned Lewis Travis coming in from, from Blackburn. They've also signed Jeremy Sarmiento from Brighton. Um, Travis obviously hasn't played yet. Sarmiento, 
Um, has he played off the bench so far and, and how's he done? Yeah, he made his debut against Wimbledon in the FA yeah. Cup. Um, very exciting cameo. Uh, once again, it was a League Two opposition. So, and Wimbledon, they're not a bad side in League Two, actually. Um, and we won that game 3 1. And yeah, it was an exciting cameo. Once again, you can watch all the highlight reels and mm. they show all the good bits, don't they? Um, he's definitely a flashy player. Of course, he was at West Brom prior to us. Of course, he got you know recalled by Brighton. And um, so he's played Championship Football before. But yeah, he's. He's going to be a player I think will excite the town fans, but it will also frustrate because of you know there'll be a few moments where he passes the ball or he, yeah. he, he does too much and he loses it, and then a team goes and counterattacks and potentially score. But we've got a player like Amari Hutchinson who's also on loan from Chelsea, who's very similar. So um, two players who are very flashy, but also have a few moments where you're like, ah, oh, you've done too much there, just pass the ball. But um, I'm excited about Jeremy Sorrenton. So I think he's going to be a player to add a bit more depth to that that wide. Role he's going to be playing on the left, maybe. I don't know if he'll start, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Just always interesting as well to get uh, an opposition's kind of perspective on on Sunderland. I don't know how much you've seen about them this season. Obviously, you'll have seen them on the, the opening day of the season. They've changed head coach quite recently. But what do you kind of make of what you've seen of them and and kind of the, the game coming up against Ipswich this weekend? Yeah, obviously, town fans have got that connection with Tony Mowbray because he's a, he's a yeah. legend of the club. And I think when they saw him get sacked, they were like, oh, Sunderland, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, obviously, brought in Michael Beale and, um, you know, he's sick from the table at the moment. Uh, obviously, the, the the Derby game defeat, I'm sorry to bring it up. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry that wasn't a, Just a got game. over that one yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe that's one town fans are like, oh, we're rubbing our hands a bit, a little bit. Oh, this is a perfect time to play Sunderland after that defeat. Or, no, you guys are going to have four in your belly to get bounced back from that defeat. Um, but no, I've, I've been sort of when I watch some of the games, I've enjoyed watching. You know, Jack Jack Clark is one to look out for. You know, with his goals, yeah. he scored. Of course, Joe Bellingham with with his brother and stuff. Obviously, he wants to get away from that shadow. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing him in action because did he play at the same night, Joe? I think he did, didn't he? he did. But he missed a good chance in. in the first half. Yeah, yeah, and obviously that was his debut, so he's very much yeah. sort of betting in. But I look forward to seeing how he's done. And you've got a Ukrainian forward, haven't you? Oh, mm. Nazir Rusin, yeah. So he yeah. got his first goal against Preston on New Year's Day. Yeah. And so then he played against Newcastle, yeah. Yeah, yeah it be interesting to see how, how he does against us as well. Um, but yeah, I think you you guys have been solid. Of course, there's been a few bad results here and there. Um, but you've, you know, got some good wins as of late. You know, that, that 2-0 home win against Preston on New Year's Day. Yeah. Of course, Boxing Day win against Hull. Hull were looking like they're yeah. in business, don't they, in terms of their transfers. But um, I've always had a soft spot for Sunderland, I think, because of what you've been through and, of course, the documentary and everything like yeah. that. Um, I enjoyed my trip up to Stadium Light early in the season, of course, obviously because of the win. But um, just, you know, it was a nice hospitality and stuff like that. But I just can't wait for this one. We've, we've always had good games, haven't we? I think there's always yeah. that memory. I think that was that season. Unfortunately, you guys got relegated. I think we won 5-2 and that was yeah. um, an exciting game. But, yeah, can't wait for it. And, yeah, I always look forward to playing Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one to look forward to under the lights on Sky Sports. So uh, I'm sure a lot of fans are looking forward to the game. But Ross, we usually just finish by asking our guests for a quick score prediction. How do you think the game is going to go? How do you think the two sides will, will match up on Saturday? As I said, there's going to be goals. Um, but then sometimes that means it's going to be a goal to draw. But I don't, I can't see that happening. I think both teams score goals, don't they? Um, Portland Roads has been a fortress. Um, as I said, we only lost one game this season. Um, but we had that frustrating 0-0 draw against QPR. Um, and, of course, we want to bounce back after 
uh, you know, five games without a win. Um, I, I don't know about this one. It, I've, I've sort of been, I've had two predictions in my mind. I've gone for a, a Desmond draw or maybe Town will nick it, maybe a 3 2 win. Um, so as I'm on a Sunderland podcast, I want to go for a Desmond. I want to go for a 2 2. I think you guys probably yeah. take that point away from home. Um, but yeah, it's going to be hopefully an exciting game and uh, bring it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sunderland's still sixth in the table, but a lot of teams right behind them. It's very close, but. I think a draw would be seen as, as a decent result for someone against an Ipswich side that are flying high, even if they are in a difficult run of form in the league so far. So I'll go for a for a 1-1 draw. Um, I think it'll be a tight tight game. But as you say, it sounds like there's going to be goals. But Ross, thanks a lot for joining me on the latest episode of the Raw podcast. And if you like what we do here at the Raw podcast, please consider subscribing on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leaving us a review. And for all the latest SAFC news, you can head over to the SAFC section of the Sunderland Echo website for all the build-up ahead of Saturday's match. It's also a 5.30 kickoff at Portman Road. We'll also have live updates and analysis from Portman Road as Sunderland take on Ipswich, as well as post-match reaction and analysis. So once again, thanks a lot for listening to the Raw podcast.